Bruce Bolton. Bruce Bolton. He does not get an angelic choir. His is more it's like more of hell like, cracking well, that's open. the the beginning of the the and it starts all heavenly. Who's Bolton? Exactly, yeah. Who's Bolton? What up, and welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Manners, your favorite full spoiler reread podcast of George R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series. As always, I'm Nate. Joining me, my brother and co-host, Zach. Ew! What up? Hey. We, uh, so we're, we're just chilling we're today. We're chilling. It's a pretty good day. It's been a good day. I'm pretty tired from work, but it was a good day at work. I'm pretty tired from sleeping after going back to work and then back home and then dropping you off to work and then coming back home, but... Full spoiler reread podcast, spoiler alert, our schedules don't line up, Nate and I. Not ever. But we make it work, because we're dedicated. We, to you guys. We heart this podcast, and we heart our listeners. Yeah, we know we're without manners, so fuck you, but... We heart our listeners. So, so what up? What up? If We're glad you you're back. Uh, are new, thank you for joining us. We are full spoiler. Walk away if yeah, you don't like spoilers. Yeah, this is your like warning, spoilers. even though we will warn you before we spoil anything further just on throughout the episode, because we just don't like spoiling people, man. Like, if, if genuinely, if you are excited to know what this series is about and you don't want to spoil it, stop, and then come listen to us and go through it, and you'll have a nice companion to go through. But for the first time... It really should just be your own impressions and impersonations. Unless you don't impersonations. Give a f- impersonations. Yeah. Well, we I did impersonations, we do impersonations when I read the first time. We do like, our, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I'd try to speak Dothraki. Like I'd try to read it out loud sometimes in the book and be like, ah, oh, like I can't do it. But, Clearly, <laughs> I mean, I tried, and that's what matters. Sure, we'll go with that. If you listened before, welcome back. And if you joined us last episode, I nailed it that time. No, last week and me, uh, we read Danny. Danny. Our Ozymandias episode. The Ozymandias episode. And we, uh, we have to say we had a lot of fun recording that episode. Yeah, I was super excited for that episode. So We got some good write-ins from our friends out in... Julian. Julian in, in France. France. That yeah. was it. He, uh, he wrote in for this chapter. We'll get to his inductee at the end. Um, a quick shout-out to our not-so-silent friends. Hope you're staying safe in that that weather out there. Mm. You know, we understand if so, you So, uh, a quick, uh, yeah, definitely stay safe with that, the storm. I mean, it's, it's... Uh, we we used to live on the East Coast, and we currently... Don't. Don't, <laughs> but we... So, we understand. We feel your pain. We were never quite in the trajectory, but we, we know what it's like. So, stay safe, and write into us whenever you can, and let us know that you are still... Going strong Repping and those silent and silent, not so silent. However, well, that's that's that just works. it. You know, they're just they're persevering the storm in silence as is their want. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, uh, with the Danny episode, Danny had uh, it, it had been pronounced pronounced that she was carrying the stallion who mounts the world. So she was trying to convince Drogo at this point to head west and reclaim her father's seat. And he wasn't really having it, so Jorah and Danny and her slave handmaidens and her cause all went they to the went Eastern to, Market yeah. and the Western Market and had a great old day. And then there was a wine seller who tried to poison her. Wrecked. That guy got fucking caught. He got fucked up by Jorah, who's a snake. And then Drogo came back with his white lion kill and proclaimed he will be conquering that black We're sea. We're going west, motherfuckers. Yeah, so... so. 
now we pick up with Catelyn 8. And it last... has been a long time since we've seen Catelyn. Last, last time we technically yeah. saw her was in Tyrion chapter when the the fight for his life was ensuing mm. with Bronn and what's-his-face there. Servardus Egan? That's the one. Yeah. And so we pick up on Cat, and at this point she's already departed the Erie. She has caught a boat to White Harbor. She has traveled White Harbor. from White Harbor and is now riding up the road from the east. So when it picks up, it says that the banners were too far away to make out clearly amongst the, amidst the fog, but Catelyn could make out that they were white with a dark smudge in the center that could only be the dire wolf of the Starks. And when she saw it, Catelyn bows her head in thanks, saying the gods were good. She was not too late. Yeah. So she, by this point, is aware that shit has gone south. We find out later in the chapter that she yeah. learned at White Harbor basically all that's happened. Ed's imprisonment, Rob calling the banner. So she's hoping to intercept Rob at this point. That's basically her mission now, and she's quite happy that that happened. Yeah, and she's escorted by two boys who yeah. aren't really boys. They're older men because they are older than her. And they are, uh, what is it, Wendell and... Uh, Willis. Willis Manderley. Yeah. And they are Wyman Manderley's sons, both older than Cat. I'm going to give their description now because she'll just yeah, kind of yeah. rush over they're two big fat bald men with big old walrus mustaches so think Dr. Robotnik and you've got that's these a, two that's guys that's a good one yeah and uh they they're big fucking dudes yeah they're big but... and they're one is loud one isn't and it's they're not bad company Catelyn doesn't just she, like them she, she's alright but what, uh, Willis points out that they await our coming as my lord father said they would and then we find out that the blackfish is also a part of this party as he says well then let's not keep them waiting and he trots briskly toward the banners with yeah. Catelyn immediately riding beside yeah. him so we learn that the Manderleys have brought roughly 1500 uh, liege members Units. Levies. Levies. That's the word. They took their Chevy to the levy, but the levy was Wyme and Manderley's men. Cool. So about 1,500 of them. Yeah. Um, and then it breaks down what each of them are, you know, with the 20 mounted knights and some yeah, yeah, yeah. and all the numbers. Lord Wyman himself remained behind to see to the defenses of White Harbor. And he said at near 60, he'd grown too stout to sit a horse. Yes. So. Which is... The start of the best, best joke in the series, which is Lord Stannis, can't, excuse me, King <clears throat> King Stannis Baratheon, the one true king, as we are now getting toward the end of Game of Thrones, and Stannis will be crowning himself soon. So, yeah, we learned that Stannis doesn't really like Sir Which Wyman you can Manly. hear on our Theon Patreon our Theon episode, episode, which is out. Which is out. It is which out. Which is out. Sweet. And so, yeah, uh, Stannis will dub him Lord Too Fat to Sit a Horse. Too Fat to Sit a Horse. But so we this is that. the start of this We learned from Catelyn that he has grown too fat to fit a horse, and he even himself says that, had he thought I would see war again in my lifetime, I'd not have eaten quite so many eels. You ever had eel? No. Me neither. Sounds gross. Um... I don't like snakes, you know this. That's so, like, true. I'm not gonna eat a fucking eel. Are you I suppose me? if it's, I mean, I'd try it. If somebody was like, "Hey, I cooked this eel and it's pretty great the way I cook it," and I'd be like, "All right." I, they couldn't tell me it was an eel. They'd just have to serve it to me. 
Because yeah, I'm assuming thing. it's not like a fucking slimy looking little snake on your plate. Like yeah, it's well, cooked that's in exactly. some capacity. So they would just have to not. Tell Although me it's, it's an eel. Lord too fat to sit a horse, I just see him sucking it's, down fucking. Yeah, eel, just a like, whole plate. Argh. And he tells her that my boys will see you safe to your son. And this is where we learned that his boys yeah, are were, the description that I had given. Yeah, and she said that. The younger of the two, which is, I believe, Sir Wendell? I believe Sir Wendell. Wendell would have been the fattest man she had ever known if she hadn't met his father and brother. Yet, she liked them well enough. Yeah, even though they don't own a single thing of clothing that doesn't have food stains all over it. Like, come on, guys. You can't keep one that you don't wear when you eat. I suppose if they eat all the time, then probably not. But they got her to rob, and that was all that mattered, as they promised. And so she is pleased to see that Rob has... I'm pleased, Gatlin. (sighs) She is pleased to see (laughs) that Rob has eyes out, even to the east. And she thinks, my son is leading a host to war. Still only half believing it. This is sort of that surreal Well, yeah, experience. so she, she says that she's pleased that he's got eyes to the east because they're not... They're expecting Lannisters from the south. Yeah. They're not expecting an attack from the east, but even still... Rob is being smart he's enough He's got to, the lookout. cover and, all his different right. directions, yeah. So, yeah, still in disbelief at the fact that her 15-year-old son is leading a host to war, she begins making her way through the uh, towards the banners, with again, led with Blackfish, and um, yeah. they're greeted by some just some some people. I don't think some they say people. who they are specifically, just some guards. Just and a looks quick out. Point, of, point of note here. It said that she was desperately afraid for both Rob and for Winterfell, but she also felt a certain sense of fierce pride. A year ago, he was but a boy, but what was he now, she wonders, as she's yeah. heading in. And then, yeah, they run into, the yeah, the Outriders, the... The, the scouts, essentially. Right, right. The scouts probably call exactly. back, hey, there's some riders and they're, approaching. And they're greeted Manderly, warmly. Yeah, Manderly banners, you know. So, like, it's someone we know and trust and we're good, but let's send someone out to greet them. Yeah. So the, the the scouts there lead them to a little hill where they the Manderleys can make camp with their 1,500 units lead, uh, levies. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, Cat and Brendan Blackfish. Yeah. And why... Wyman? No, Wendell. Wendell, Wendell rides they, on. they go on to go and greet Rob. And she says technically to pay their respects to their liege lord. Yeah. She's going to say hi to Rob. Well, she is, yeah. but well, Wendell Bren- is Brand going because of his father. Right. Like, and then, yeah, Brendan told me. Well, Brendan, like, Brendan's there because he's just a badass well, and Cat wants true, to be like, look who I brought with me. Look, look what I got. So, a- yeah, it says that through the mist she spots the walls and towers of Moat Kalen, or what remained of them. All that is really left of this once fabulous stronghold of the first men were three towers. Uh, Three where once were 20, if the stories were to be believed. So, some shit happened here, and we will learn that some shit happened here. So, we get the gatehouse tower. Looked sound enough. It even had some walls that... Were on either side of it. Yeah, were on either side. The drunkers tower... Off in the bog in the southwest, leaned like a drunk man about to spew his wine. And the tall, slender children's tower, where legend said that children of the forest called upon their gods to send the hammer of the waters, had lost its crown, as if a great beast had taken a bite along the top. All three were green with moss. Yeah. 
So Mo Caitlin is fucking sick. This is where supposedly the children of the forest sunk the arm of uh, sunk the neck, like brought the sea yeah. to the neck, but it wasn't as powerful as shattering the arm of Dorne. So yeah, this is a pretty significant place for the children of the forest. Uh, and I feel like this also has part of reasons as to why the Kranig men have might have some power mm-hmm. if they were so close to this place. Um, they because Bla- Blackfish scoffs at this. He he basically thinks this looks like a joke. Mm-hmm. Like this is Mo Caitlin. This is the first time he's ever seen it. Yeah. And Catelyn lets him know, like, hey. That's how I thought the first time I saw it, but Ned broke it down for me. Yeah. This isn't just your run-of-the-mill, like, fucking three towers, and that's it. Well, like, and before, like, it's still yeah, in the description. No, I was going to say before we got too far. Do into... you, uh, so it says that with the children's tower, it looks as if a great beast took a bite. Yeah. I just immediately thought dragon. Yeah, I think that's like, what's just supposed came to be. down and scooped. But I like... feel more like maybe it was blown off. And it lays out in the middle of the swamp somewhere. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I like it's the children of the forest, so I'm just intrigued as hell is what. The yeah, hell it, it could means, be but... anything, and so, um, yeah, I, I would like, I need to do more research on it. There's actually one of the, the podcasters, for Isle of Faces. He's writing a book about the castles and keeps. Yeah, that's right. You've told and me about that. my God, I'm so excited for it. It looks. Yeah, that that'd be a dope read. Um, oh, that's, so yeah. Uh, what's his at Sir Buckley? So if, if anyone wants to look into that. So yeah, uh, she goes in to explain what how Ned assured her that Mo Kalen is actually formidable. She says that any enemy that approaches must pass between the towers in a shower and hail of arrows and rocks, through bogs of quicksand, suck holes, and poisonous snakes. And she gives her uncle a grave smile, similar to Rob. When Rob gave, uh, I, I just immediately thought of Rob giving them the the, the kids the smile in the crypt when they yeah, all played the prank, and he turns and said, "The dead walk here tonight," because she says, "And when night falls, there are said to be ghosts, cold, vengeful northern spirits who hunger for southern blood." Yeah, and uh, Blackfish is like, uh, "Well, I, let's hope we don't stay here too long, because as far as I recall, uh, I." I I'm a southerner. Yeah, he's a Tully. He <laughs> I mean, Catelyn technically is, yeah, but she's, she's a Stark. The... Yeah. So standards had been raised atop all three of the towers. The car Stark sunburst hung from the drunkard's tower. Beneath yeah. the dire wolf on the children's tower, the great John's giant and shattered chains flapped in the breeze. But on the gatehouse tower, the Stark banner flew alone. That was where Rob made his seat. Duh. So that's where she goes. Yeah, so she found Rob as she enters in there, surrounded by his lords and bannermen. His father's uh, bannermen, his father's she bannermen. says. Because she's, yeah, she's still under the impression mm-hmm. that he's... She's got this half acceptance of, yeah. like, it, Ned is still in charge, but yeah, yeah. Rob is taking command. And so he's at the end of the table that's just piled with maps and papers and scrolls and battle plans mm-hmm. and fucking you name it. And he is deep in discussion with Great John and... Bruce Bolton. Bruce Bolton. He does not get an angelic choir. His is more it's like, more of like cracking well, that's open. the the beginning of the the and it starts all heavenly. Bruce Bolton. Exactly. Yeah. Bruce Bolton. I like it. That's awesome. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, 
he Rob does not notice that Cat comes in at first. Yes, yeah, the but first person to notice. Greywin does, and he he was lying near the fire, chilling like a good boy, like a gorgeous boy. But when Catelyn enters, he immediately lifts his head, and his golden eyes met her. And then slowly, one by one, the others take Grey Wind's lead, it says, and they fall silent until Rob looks up at the silence and calls, Mother? And Mother? She notices that his voice is thick with emotion. And she wants to run to him to hug him and kiss him and greet him like a mother whose son is marching to war would, but here in front of her lord, his lord, she dared not. He was playing a man's part now, and she would not take that from him. Which, I mean... That's good of her. Yeah, like, and, and, like, I think as much as it's for him, it's also, like, she knows that, like, that wouldn't... Well, especially in this Like, age. not just to shame him, but, like, they would lose respect exactly. for him. Well, that's and, like, the, the, the one reason, yeah. is that it's to keep that from happening. So, yeah, she stays where she is, uh, and Grey Wind comes up to her, bigger than a wolf ought to be. And she says to Rob, you've grown a beard. While Grey Wind is sniffing at her yeah. hand. And I put that they share an awkward hello. Yeah, Rob is uncomfortable by her pointing that out and just, yes. Yeah. And she Thanks says, for tailing all my friends, man. Yeah. Like, and she says, it makes you look like my brother Edmure. I like it. And she, at this point, is stroking Grey Wind's head gently. And he playfully nipped her fingers and then trots back to her place by the fire. His place by yeah. the fire. At again, which point the lords follow suit and all go up individually and greet her. Like, I feel like there's significance. In yeah, that. is there significance? I like think that it's, this wolf is acting more. I like, think it's lordly that, and that's what it is. That he's he's raised by this king in the north, and he the all the lords follow him. And he listens to Rob's every beck and call. Yeah. And so just it's showing this, Well, like, like it, he's a higher lord than the man. Because it almost, to me, was, this was Rob showing his affection. Exactly. For seeing his mother. Well, that's like, it. But it was, Grey Worm was that channel where, like, he can't just, like, Grey she, Worm? Grey Worm, Jesus you, Christ. Whoa. Well, at least the orcs of Winterfell <clears throat> will be happy. You're fucking... Fuck! Wow. <laughs> Doing Damn some Lord it. of the Rings things. I here. need to be made into a eunuch for that Jeez one. Louise. So, so Grey Wind was being the channel, the conduit yeah. for Rob's emotions. See, so that's where I was going to go with Just it, like Ra- uh, Catelyn wants to run to him and hug him and kiss he him. He could. He wants to. But Grey yeah, Wind. so like, and then it's also that lordly, like, my lady well, well, exactly. is here. And so Grey Wind goes up and gives this respect. And then the other lords are almost shamed, it seems to me, like, the, by this dog. Yeah. Like, oh, we need to go now and say our respect. So yeah, they all come up and begin doing the Sir Helmand Tallheart was first to follow the dire wolf, kneeling before her, pressing his brow into her hand, and says that, uh, Lady Catelyn, you are as fair as ever and a welcome sight. The Shut glo- the fuck up. The Glovers followed, and then Great John Umber and the rest. Theon Greatjoy was last, and he said, I had not looked to see you here, my lady. As he kneels. And I had not thought to be here, Theon. <laughs> Until I came ashore at White Harbor and Lord Wyman told me Rob had called the banners. So let me tell you real quick. Because of recording our Theon chapter that we did for Patreon, the sample chapter, there's a certain part of me that's... Sympathetic? Sim- I don't know if sympathetic's the right word, uh, so much as entertained. Mm-hmm. 
he's such a fucking cunt here and I forgot. And so when I was reading this, I was like, oh yeah, I fucking hate you so much, Theon. Yeah, no, I I, I, th- I would believe that it's probably for me going to be similar to the show where I will not have sympathy because even in the Patreon episode, I didn't know. I don't have sympathy. Well, for this and that's what we were saying. So like, yeah. I, it'll have to be like that last minute. That's it. Redemption. It's where that it's very, like, okay. You saved Theon. yourself with the ultimate sure, sacrifice. Sure, yeah, yeah. But yeah, because like, Fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you, Theon. So Fuck you. Catelyn goes on to introduce her companions, Sir Wendell and Brendan Tully, and Rob thanks the Blackfish for joining them, and he thanks Sir Wendell as well. And he asks of Sir Roderick as he's missed him. I miss Sir Roderick, and, too. Uh, and, like, it was just funny because you and I, before recording this and... We, we kept talking about where the fuck, like, what is this cat chapter? Yeah, like, yeah. What is she is descending the Erie? And we are, kept, we, are we on the boat to right, White Harbor? We said we can't remember where the fuck Roger yeah, is. Yeah, and where the Roger, fuck does Roger go? He gets sent from White Harbor by Catelyn to serve as Lord Castellan at Winterfell. And hold Winterfell until their return. Because yeah. as wise and great as Meister Lewin is, we all adore him because he's just a badass motherfucker. Zach is giving him a, a nice namaste bow there. Um, he's not a battle-hardened warrior. Nah, he's Roderick unskilled in the arts can of handle, war. except apparently against Theon, uh, Roderick can handle holding down... The king. And like, let's talk about the sickest rap album of fucking 2019, which is Lewin, fucking Roger, Roger. and Bran on Hodor's shoulders, mm. just like ruling Winterfell. With like, Rickon what, uh, down on the ground. Album fucking... number one is Step Into My Castle, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, he, he <laughs> Great John tells her, Have no fear, Lady Stark. Winterfell is safe enough. We'll shove our swords up Tywin Lannister's bunghole <laughs> soon enough, pardons. And then it's on to the Red Keep to free Ned. And uh, suddenly, Bruce Bolton my lady, speaks up. A question, if it pleases you. Bruce Bolton, Lord of the Dreadfort, had a small voice, yet when he spoke, larger men quieted to listen. His eyes were curiously pale. What the fuck does curiously pale mean? Almost without color. Okay. And his look disturbing. <laughs> now, is that meaning his appearance or the way he looks at you? I feel like it's the way he looks at you. Yeah. Like so, he wants to eat you. Yeah. Now, this brings me to... Oh, God, he's doing it. Probably. Garrett is cold hands. No, oh. no Garrett this time. No, just something similar. Not e- This isn't, I can't take credit for this one. Well, I know it's not yours, um, but it's still pretty ridiculous. It's not ridiculous. This makes perfect sense. This is known as the Bolton theory. And this theory, and I'm just going to take it from the wiki, is uh, <laughs> that Roose Bolton is an immortal being. <clears throat> Possibly an other that steals and wears other people's skin. Now, we know that his sigil is the flayed man. And we know that there's all sorts of weird, creepy shit happening within the Dread Fort. Rumor has it. Rumor has it. Thank you. I was hoping you'd go there with that. I'm so mad, but I couldn't not. That he's actually kind of grooming Ramsey Snow. So that one day he can take his skin 
And that's why he talks of legitimizing him and doing things of that nature. So it's not crazy to think because the faceless men, they can do weird face skin changing shit. Why can't Roos just continue living his life through other people's bodies forever? Roos Bolton. He's a fucking vampire. So why is it called the Bolton theory? Because he takes the skins and reanimates them, similar to Frankenstein. So he's more of a Frankenstein's monster than he would be a vampire. But he, but does, but he doesn't. But he doesn't have <coughs> bolts in his neck. <clears throat> because his last name is Bolton. He doesn't bolt the skins onto himself. But maybe he does. Do you know? I apparently I don't know a fucking thing about clearly, this book. Clearly, clearly. All right, our podcast just explained to you the Bolton theory, and I have reached the lowest point in my life. Well, once we reach Reek chapters, I'll uh, I'll I'll read out the parts where you know Reek notices that for some reason Bruce never seems to age. I'm calling I'm calling quoted. in sick that day. You can't call in sick. You're the co-host. It's not, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> There's I'm already. A, I'm feeling a cold like coming on. Two years, chapter. like two years in in, in the future. In okay, your cha- can getting... we bring it back to Catelyn? So Thanks. yes, as she is she, encountering, he, he, uh, uh, his look is disturbing her, and he asks, "It is said that you hold Lord Tywin's dwarf son captive. Have you brought him to us? I promise you will make good use of such a hostage." And Cat's like. <sighs> Well, about that, so I did. Here's the thing, but I lost. I it. was there, and there was a thing that happened. The gods kind of saw free fit to let him go, as well as with the help of my dumbass sister. She's kind so of a bitch now. He's gone. My bad. Um, we also learned that, and yeah, we at this point she thinks that she shouldn't be so open in her contempt of her sister she shouldn't be open revealing this but her parting from the eerie had not been pleasant yeah because she had offered to foster robert aaron up in winterfell sweet robin fly and it would have been she was absolutely right it would have been great for him to go up there and live in the north with Bran the boys, maybe that would have meant that the troops would have followed along and then Theon wouldn't have gotten so fucking ballsy trying to take the place. You know, things would have changed. Everything the, would have The changed. whole future, the whole everything. But, you know, speaking on small scale, Lysis, it would have been good for him to be with boys. Yeah, it would have fucking Manned him smartened up. him up. In that world, made him... Lysa's rage had been frightening to behold. Sister or no, if you try to steal my son, you'll leave by the moon door. And... <laughs> that was pretty much it. Catelyn left after that because there was nothing left to be said. And so the lords are anxious to ask Cat what the fuck happened with Tyrion exactly, but she, she holds them off saying that her, she's had a long journey. She just wants to talk with her son alone. And she kind of forces it yeah. on them by saying, I know you'll forgive me, my lords. But this is how it's happening. But this is what the fuck is happening. So they all bow and leave. And then she has to add, and you, Theon, that, uh, as he God. lingers and he smiles as he leaves. Like, I just want to punch him. See, that's what it like is when he was smiling in his sample chapter, it was entertaining. Like, there was Well, this, his teeth were broke. Yeah, he's you know. just this wrecked fucking Yeah, hawk. But... God, I want to be the one to break his fucking teeth. Bah! God, I bah. hate you, Theon. So Catelyn 
actually I thought was it was pretty important. Fills a horn of ale and sips on it while she's studying. Her yeah, song. it gets a little food. Like she needs, like, a, yeah, she needs a fucking drink for this. Like, she got some cheese, and I want some cheese and grapes now because like it always she, with a horn of fucking wine. I don't drink wine. Like, yeah, I'm not a big beer guy either, but I would always like to try a horn of ale. Like I just imagine right? it's like really crisp, refreshing beer, but. She says, basically the first thing she comes out with is that he's 15 and he's about to head to war and he insists that there was there was no one else to do it. And she no asks, one? No one? And mentions all the bannermen. Who were those men I just saw you talking to? Ruth Bolton, Rickard Carstark, Great John Umber. And Rob says they are not Starks. And she tells him no. But they are men who have, you know battle experience yeah. they're veterans they're hardened they're adults they've reached puberty and then she gives him the old flick in the sack and says you fought with wooden swords less than a year past and like, that fires him yeah, well up. like yeah, he kicks over a chair he's ready to go she, she like she's but, basically like yeah you're a boy like yeah like i saw you like literally i just like, you just switched out of your pull-ups i had to just clean your sheets the other day because you peed your pants like Come on, Rob. Like, Come on. And, yeah, no, that that fires him up. But he He's... realizes the truth in it, which goes right there, I think, goes to show how much he has grown. Yeah, honest. yeah, yeah. Because I feel like if it was a year ago, he would have thrown a little no, thin yeah, tantrum. No, yeah, I can do it. I'm not a yeah. boy. I'm a... And he's like, no, my bad. Yeah, no, he, and he, he says, I know. And he asks her, are you sending me back to Winterfell? And she says, I should, and I really want to. Yet, but I can't. Yet I dare not. You've come, you've come too far. These lords will one day look to you as their liege. If I pack you off like a child now, they will remember that. And see, that's what she doesn't realize just yet is they do. Like, he's he's done some shit at this point already. Mm-hmm. Where, like, these guys, again, we got it in, in uh, Bran's last chapter. Where they kneel to him. he earned their respect. Yeah. These men do follow his lead at the moment. Yeah, yeah. She's just, she's operating this on the fact that, like, he hasn't been traveling with this. Like, she's just kind of exactly. jumping into it from exactly. the start. And, yeah, she says, uh, the day shall come when you'll need them to respect you, even fear you a little. And you'll find that laughter is the death of fear. Which is a very Tywin Lannister line. From yeah, Catelyn, like, well, that's the fucking it's truth. It's that's, very that true. was his father in the Reigns of Castamere. Was his father was such a Tywin Lannister's father was such a pushover, and all his men fucking mocked him. And Tywin had yeah. enough and put an end to it. That like, that's exactly what right. Catelyn is saying. Exactly. Here. Like, that's all we need here is just a fucking fiddler to come up and be playing the Reigns of Castamere. Well, that's it. He's already fucking. And so. Sure. Yeah, he he says that you have my thanks, mother. He thanks her for letting him stay. Like. He has all this power, and people are looking to him as the leader now, but he's still deferring right, to his mother. Exactly. You know, thank well, you for he, letting me stay and fight this yeah, war. Yeah. Like, well, because he knows now at this point, technically speaking, she's in charge. She's the yeah. Lord's mo- wife. Like, oh, yeah, until Ned's dead, and that's, she's. And, and Julian will mention it. That's a, like a lot of their parenting, I think. Like, ne- I think Ned is a lot of that. You respect your mother. Yeah, like, absolutely. When I'm not around, you listen to her as you would me, or like, you're right. going to get a cuff. That's like, it. and so. Rob walks over to the and hearth by Greywind and says, you you know about father? The worst of it. And she does. She knows, except... See, this time he, he bro- got it right. He, he broke grow. his leg. Oh, it's not that? No. Oh, no, he was captured right in yeah. prison. And so, yeah, uh, the reports of Robert's sudden death and Ned's fall frightened her dearly, yet she wouldn't let Rob see it. 
she says that. Lord Manderley told me when I landed that right. White Harbor, and she asks if there had been any word of the girls. And so Rob mentions the letter from Sansa. And pulls it out. And he does mention that she has one um, in Winterfell, but he hadn't thought to brought, bring yeah, it. Yeah, like, he, he didn't, didn't think, think you were coming. Be coming up, yeah. And so he gives His her the letter. His tone troubles her yeah. as he hands her the letter, and... She reads it and just once, twice now, again. She has the the. She's clear enough because he didn't uh-huh. quite grasp it, um, but she's like, "Oh, fuck, Cersei." This is Cersei's the, letter, yeah. not your sister's. The real message is not is in what Sansa does not say. I know a threat when I hear one, even whispered. They have Sansa hostage, and they mean to keep her. And they talk about how there's no mention of Arya and yeah, they don't know what to make make of that. Is yeah. that good news? Is that bad news? No one knows. This little fucking she-wolf is off yeah, the yeah. grid. She disappeared. And so Rob had wrote, he, he asks if the Knights of the Vale are with her because he had wrote to Aunt Lysa. And she hasn't responded. And he's asking kind of, for aid. kind of desperate. Like he, it coming she, at Yeah, her. and she, and I feel like, Catelyn, like this kind of posting is just unnecessary. We like, brought one. Only the one. Best. The best of them. My Uncle Brendan, but. But he was a Tully anyway. He yeah, wasn't hers. Yeah, so like, he got like, to do what he wants. And like, so Rob asks Mother, what are we going to do? And he looks to her eyes shining and it says, instantly the proud young lord disappeared. And quick as that, he was 15 years old again, looking to his mother for answers. It would not do. And she asks, what are you afraid of, Rob? And he looks away to hide the fact that he's trying not to cry. And he says, even if we win, even if we go to war, the Lannisters still hold Sansa and father. They'll kill them, won't they? And she says, they want us to think we w- they will. Yeah. And he's like, so does that mean they're lying? Like, what the fuck are you telling me, man? <laughs> like, I don't. And she says, I, well, all I know is that you do not have a choice. If you go swear fealty, you will never be allowed to leave King's Landing. If you turn and retreat to Winterfell, your lords will lose all respect for you, and some may even turn over to the Lannisters. Our best and our only true hope is to best them in the field. If you should chance take Lord Tywin or Kingslayer captive, hmm, a trade might be possible. It, yeah. She's the one who fucking frees him. Like, that's right. the irony. Like, I fucking love it. Well, that's it. it. I, uh, I was going to point out there's multiple times in here where she gives bad advice. Yeah. And it says, you must have power enough that they fear you. Cersei is wise enough to know she'll need your father and sister to make a peace should the fighting go against her. And she tells him that if he loses, there is no hope for any of us. And he said, <laughs> this is when we get the line. They say there is naught but stone at the heart of Casterly Rock. Oh, not but stone at the heart of Casterly Rock? She's essentially calling Cersei and Tywin Stoneheart. Yeah. But. Yeah. Yeah. It's And then she says, remember Rhaegar's children. And Think of Rhaegar's children. I'm always thinking of it, Catelyn. How dare you? And Rob vows that I will not lose. Yeah, at that point. Which, so, like, give it your all, kid. Do I your like best. your spunk. And so she asks him what he knows. And it's a decent amount, actually, considering... And um, it's, it's a test. She has, she's asking him this because right. she has to know what he knows. Like, she has to know what his thought, what, like, if he was ready. Right. So we learn that Jamie Lannister has a, a host that's 
he's used to, he just got into a battle with Lord Edmure and Lord Vance, um, where he defeated them. Oh, uh, Lord, Lord Vance and Piper Edmure sent them. Oh, Edmure, sorry. Yeah. Uh, well, Lord Vance was slain, mm-hmm. and uh, Lord Piper was retreating back to River Run. Yeah. With Jamie hot on his heels. Get back here, bitch. Meanwhile, Tywin has an even larger host. Uh, Coming in and up and around from the south. Yeah. Um, and Rob tells us secretly here that there's some lord, Derek or Eric or... Apparently Father sent some men to oppose them under the king's own banner, led by some Eric or Derek or some sort of Maybe Beric? <gasps> Sir... Do-do-do-do-do-do. Sir Derry. Sir Derry yeah. rode with them, only it was a trap. No sooner had they crossed the Red Fork than the Lannisters fell upon them. The king's cane took them in the rear as they fell back. Sir Raymond Derry was killed along with most of the Winterfell men. No one is certain if Lord Derrick escaped. Along with a few others that might have accompanied him. And so, yeah, this is Beric Dontarian's first death. Yeah. This is when the mountain drives... His fucking cleaves him like just yeah. Ah. This is the first one, and they did escape because he gets Thoros of dragged off. But yeah, it's Lord Beric Dondarrion here in the in uh-huh. the back, and the the unreliable narrator technique of Lord Eric Derek to yeah. just outstanding. Oh yeah, no, it's so some good. nobody said even Rob isn't paying attention. We just to. got the first early stuff on the the Brotherhood Without Manners update. Here. Brotherhood Without Manners. Damn it. And so, yeah, and we also learned that Tywin has closed the King's Road, marching north to Harrenhal, burning as he goes. And Now, that's just strategically brilliant in all oh, ways. Oh, yeah. Because on top of the fact that he's burning all and making sure that there's nothing to sustain along the way, um, the King's Road's closed. That's the main way for merchants to travel up in north to the, the northern territory. Mm-hmm. So they're not getting any supplies sent either. Yeah, no. And he's just got it locked. Down. Everything will have to come from boat, essentially. Right. And so it's worse than Catelyn had imagined. And she asks, you mean to meet him here? And Rob replies that no one thinks he'll come this far. Rob had sent word to Howland Reed at Greywater Watch, father's old friend. If the Lannisters come up the neck, the Cranig men will bleed them. But Tywin is most likely too smart for that. He'll stick by the trident, taking castle by castle until River Ran. River Ran is on its back leg, until, taking off. Until River Run stands alone, and the thought chills Catelyn to the bone, because she agrees that that sounds like typical Tywin. Typical so, Tywin. Typical Tywin. Typical. Food and supplies were running low, so they have to march soon. They have to do something. They're not able to shack up at Mo Kalen and, and chill. And she was hearing... The bannerman threw her son's voice she knew, and yet there was sense to it. Marching is well and good for the men in morale, but to where? To what purpose, she asks. And this is when Rob says, The great John thinks that we should take the battle to Tywin and surprise him. But the Glovers and Karstarks think we'd be wiser to go around his army and join Uncle Edmure against the Kingslayer. Though by the time we reach River Run, I'm not so certain. And so... Catelyn, she's just trying to fucking yeah. toughen this boy yeah, up. Yeah, like. that's it. She's just hammering. Uh-huh. She says, well, be certain or go home and take up that wooden sword again because you can't afford to be like this in front of your lords. You can't be indecisive. Right. That's you the chose to take command, so command. So command. And he's startled and he's <laughs> like, oh, sh- oh, oh shit. 
and but he starts to say um, that both of the the plans have virtue. Like they they both have good well, ideas. Well, because she 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 asks him again, "What do you mean to do?" And he grabs a map this time and pulls it out and yeah. begins kind of getting into it and says, "Yeah, both plans have virtue." Um, yeah, so he says that the Great John's idea of attacking Tywin would be great, but they outnumber them. Mm-hmm. And that the Great John says that that's not a big deal because we have the element of surprise, and that surprise attack is going to counter that. But Rob smartly thinks yeah. Tywin's way too smart and strategical to be caught off guard. It's like trying to surprise Stannis Baratheon. Right. You're, you're just not, not going to It's not going to You're not going to get the jump on him. Yeah. He's expecting it in any way to attack him. And she says, good. And she's she's... Please, because she's hearing Ned Stark's voice in her in in his her son. Absolutely, and she, like Ned raised this boy well. He he fucking taught him right. You know he respects his mother. He listens to her advice, but he's prudent. He's now, got I, this. I did like the way that it was phrased that he cat uh, hears the echoes of Ned in his voice mm-hmm. and just that. That that style of delivery, the way that yeah. everything's always echoey or so whispery. she's she's pleased with what Rob. Catelyn's pleased with Rob, and she says, "Tell me more." And he says that I'd leave a small force here at Moat Kaelin and march south. Once below the neck, split our host in two: footmen down the King's Road, horsemen across the Green Fork at the Twins. When Tywin gets word we've come south, he'll march to engage, leaving our riders free to hurry to River Run. And Rob sits back. Not, not quite smiling, <laughs> he's, but hungry for that. His phrase. plan is coming to to a head where he's realizing actually, this could work. Yeah, this is a decent thing. But he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to glow. He doesn't want to be that. And that. so Catelyn says, "You'd put a river between two parts of your army," and he says, "And between Jaime and Tywin, the only place to cross is at the Twins. Lord Walder Frey controls that bridge. Your father's Lord Bannerman." The late Lord Frey, Catelyn thinks. So he is a bannerman of my father, but my father never trusted him, nor should you. And Rob promises that he will not. Right. So we get that despite herself, she's impressed. He looks a Tully, but he is his father's son. You looked at me like you were expecting me to say something there, and I didn't have anything to go. No, so. okay. Yeah. <laughs> so she asks him, which which would you command? Which one would you be riding with? Would you be marching on foot up the King's Road, or would you be on horse? And so he, the river tell, run? Yeah, he tells her, well, I'm going to take the forces across the Red Fork and head to River Run to engage with Jamie Lannister. And she goes, fucking of course you are. Because just like your father, mm-hmm. you gotta head straight south and get yourself fucking yeah. melted like the your grandfather. The most dangerous path, yeah, you, exactly. You, just as your father would done, and the great John would command the other foot soldiers. And she thinks it was his first misstep. She points out that great John is fearless, but Ned Stark isn't fearless. He's something else. And Rob kind of thinks on that for a minute, and realizes that. He wants cunning, not courage here in this aspect. No, no, courage is okay, but not fearlessness. Yeah, it, yeah, and courage so, is okay, but it, it's not what he needs exactly. here. Exactly. And so he says, Roos Bolton, that man scares me. And Catelyn says, let us pray. He'll scare Tywin Lannister as well. So Rob says that I'll, escort it, uh, I'll assemble an escort to take you back to Winterfell, mother. And nah. Yeah, she, like, breaks down. So I want to just point out that I think that was her second kind of blunder herself. Keeping Roose Bolton. Well, yeah, because 
is this where the relationship will start to build between the Boltons and the Lannisters, leading to the Red Wedding? The fact that he's commanding this army, this part of it, and... Yeah, I think... I mean, not Bob, to say that Bob Greyjohn... obviously is having some reservations about Roos, so I would think that keep Roos close. Like, right. I would have probably either commanded the the Manderleys to well, the, say the Karstarks as well. Oh, well, the Manderley had just had brought a levy of fucking truth. 15, yeah, like, and know? it's near their and home. And it's near their home, so, so yeah, like just chill here. Like you out. can be restocked by home quite easily. Like if shit goes south, but like for the most part, just chill. Bruce Bolton, your ass is fucking with me because you're terrifying. And yeah. Like, but, yeah, so uh, she fights hard to keep herself strong here, but fear, uh, despair and fear put her fear, fear and despair aside. I am not going to Winterfell, and she's surprised by the tears that are blurring her vision. My father may be dying behind the walls of River Run. My brother is surrounded by foes. I must go to them. So Cat wants to go to River Run with Rob, essentially, is what she's hinting at here. And that's the end of the chapter. Yeah, she just flat out said it. She didn't hint at it. That's that's her saying. I'm I'm going with you. You always got a one up me. Yes, I do. You got an inductee. I do. Go for it. It's Tywin Lannister. Um, he's just too big of a badass not to. He's he's so calculated. He's so prepared. We haven't even met him yet. I know, and that's why I like it so much. And for those who don't know, because we are a full spoiler, we will be meeting him next chapter. Hey, and that's. Quite exciting, because yeah, I'm what just a son now of a bitch. noting that encounter, and I'm quite excited for yeah, it. Yeah, so yeah, I'm gonna give it to Tywin for just yeah. being the opposition man. He's the true, you know, adversary at the moment. Yeah, Not, I mean, yes, yeah, Cersei's the queen. Tywin's the adversary. Yeah, no. In your first read through, when you're definitely about House Stark, and don't even try to deny it, because every fucking buddy is is fucking yeah, these Starks. Tywin seems like Tywin and Cersei are the two like God. Right. These people are evil. They suck. Like fuck these guys. And yeah, Tywin's such a good villain. He's good. So what about you? Uh, mine's going to Roose Bolton. Yes. Yeah, it has to. Yes. Just that I love those type of characters that are so creepy in books, and they do that quiet. To yeah. make you listen. And he's a gross, fucking awful person. Like, don't give yeah, me no, like, he's he, uh, terrible. Yeah, no, he's terrible. He rapes his, the, the woman and has a bastard with yeah, it. Like, he's a yeah, terrible, no, he's terrible person. one of the worst people in Westeros. I, he's just such a well-written character. He's just compelling character. as fuck. Yeah, I really would like to know what he's thinking. Like, what's going through that creepy little head of his. Yeah. Like, when like, he's staring at How many at milli- millennia are locked up in that brain? Stop it. How oh many times God. has he been reborn? Anyway... We got an inductee this week from Julian. Julian in France. And he says, just reread that chapter. Catelyn is a fantastic character, smart and influential. Rob takes after her and is 15. Is at 15 a really ballsy kid. Love them both. Yet, I would like to point out how a different inductee, and that would be Eddard. I love how much he taught Rob about command and strategy and how Catelyn realizes it when he speaks. Good parenting, Ned. Your 15-year-old sounds like he's ready to head to war, and even though he's scared and sometimes not confident, he is applying his father's lessons to lead his host and defend his people. Great stuff. Too bad we don't get Rob's chapters to see if he consciously thinks about his father when he's making his calls. And I 1,000% agree. Rob would be such an interesting POV. Uh, great inductee. Yeah, yeah Rob, Rob did impress me this chapter because he, he and he impressed Catelyn. He he has come a lot a long way. He right. he really is actively trying to apply this northern 
pride that his father and honor that his father instilled in him so yeah no he's sort of a little ned stark incarnate right now and it's just adorable no yeah we uh we always love those inductees from characters that aren't actually physically present there Mm. um and so yeah super dope inductee and thank you as always for writing in julian we appreciate every single time you do if you would like to have your inductee read out like julian's was Give us a shout, write into us, email us, however you want to. We're on our Gmail, without manners, brotherhood at gmail.com. I'm on Twitter at manners without. Zach is on at carstark92. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash brotherhood podcast. And Instagram, which you guys, again, should be thrilled to know, now matches my Twitter at manners without. Twitter. And uh, I haven't gotten it around to this part yet, but our Patreon, which has. Two episodes, two Patreon only episodes. Hey. Sample chapters, Mercy and Theon. Uh, Patreon.com slash without manners. So we now have two episodes up on our Patreon. We are currently in the works of laying down our third, which is Victorion for the Winds of Winter sample chapters. Sample chapters, if I slow down a little bit. And so that's exciting. Next in our regular reading, which is not Patreon, we're going to be reading Tyrion 7. Right, as mentioned, because there's going to be some Tywin meetings, and it's going to be so good. So good. I was going to say I'm going to gouge my eyes out out of excitement, but I'm not going to do that so I can read the chapter. Because you don't don't know Braille yet, and it would take too long to learn Braille to be able to take notes. I am not a patient person, so I don't know. I I would probably learn Braille if I went blind. That's a dumb thing to say. You're a dumb person to say that. I'm pretty dumb. That's okay. Anyway, write into us. Let us know what you think. Those are our thoughts. We'll catch you on the next one. I'm not dumb. Don't say that. Harris. Peace. Well, the one I'm talking about is Podcoin, where you can listen and earn great rewards. I'm pretty sure we have a code for that one. We do. If you are a new user of Podcoin, you can type in Brotherhood and get 300 coins to spend on fucking cool stuff. Sweet. Like giving to charity or gift cards? Yeah, gift cards to like Starbucks and Amazon and all sorts of other places. So if you're hearing this, why haven't you already downloaded Podcoin and started listening to Brotherhood? Listen to us there. And earn some coins. Do it. Yeah. Yeah.